Hallelujah. We thank God for another beautiful Sunday in the presence of the Lord. Can somebody give a clap unto the Lord? For me, I always agree with the, the, the psalmist when he says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Anytime we get an opportunity to come into the presence of the Lord, it's a time to rejoice. A time because we are coming to receive something that would change and transform our destinies. If you are excited, because of your mask, I can't see your smile. But if you are excited to be in the house of the Lord, let's give a mighty shout unto the Lord. You see, as a responsible church, because of the Christmas festivities and all that, we allowed people to stay at home for two weeks. By that time, if you have symptoms, it will show and you will take care of yourself. But we are back. And I thank God that you are here this morning. Don't let the fear keep you at home. If you are watching me and you are at home because you are fearful, I want to encourage you. The safest place to be is in the house of the Lord. We are going to work. We are going to school. COVID is not going anywhere anytime soon. So the earlier we wear our masks and get on our business, the better. I encourage all of you at home. Next Sunday, let us see you in church because we have the work of God to do. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, can you lift it up as we make our declaration of faith this morning? And make this declaration believe in it. Say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I will become what it says I can become. I will go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Now slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Do you believe that? You will go where it says you will go. You will become what the word of God says you will become. And you will achieve what the word of God says you will achieve. Nothing can stop that. Shall we bow our heads for a word of prayer? as we get ready to receive the word of the Lord this morning. Father, we thank you. Every opportunity to get fed in your house is a blessing. We count our blessings every day. We see all that is happening around us, and we are honored and privileged that you have kept us. And we are here this morning, and we believe that you will speak a word into our lives. Your words are life for us. And as your word comes, Lord, I pray that every heart will be receptive. That this word will go not just into our minds, but will descend into our hearts. That we will meditate on this word day and night. That this word will become a part of our lives so that we can bear fruit. We know that even as you speak to us, the enemy will try to distract. But we pray in the name of Jesus that nothing would distract us from hearing your word. Give us understanding, give us revelation, and we will live here better than we came. We thank you for answered prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now let me welcome you officially to 2021. As the Maker's House Chapel, our theme for the year is Grace 2021. But as a branch, we also decided that we were going into a partnership with the Lord. In 2021, we are going into a divine partnership. And that partnership is in every area of our lives. We believe 
that if we can align with the king of kings and the lord of lords, it is only a matter of time that everything, all the lines will fall in pleasant places for us. And so this year we are committing everything that we seek to do into the hands of the living God. We are saying that may this partner bring things that we could never have been able to do for ourselves. May he open doors. May he give us ideas. May he protect us. May he cover us. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to unpack what it means that this person, this partner, this God is bringing into our lives as divine partners on this journey of growth. Today, I am speaking to you about governmental authority. Governmental authority of the believer. We don't just have ordinary authority, but we have governmental authority, what we call sovereign power in our hands. I pray that you will understand this message because it will change your paradigm and it will allow you to walk in the power that God has given to us as children of God. Turn with me to Isaiah 9:6, which will be our foundational scripture for the next few weeks or months. Then we'll do Matthew 17, 1 to 5, John 14, verse 6, and then Job 22, and I'm reading from verses 28 to 29. And this is what Eliphaz, one of the friends of Job, said to him. He was a man of wisdom and deep understanding. And as the discourses were going on, Eliphaz said to Job, after sharing with him many things that Job could do, he said, you will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. When they say you are cast down, when men declare that you are cast down, you will say, exaltation will come. You are going to be able to rise up and deflect the words of men. Turn with me to Isaiah 9, 6. I'm sure most of us know it because we have repeated it over and over. No, let me do that last because it's the main anchor scripture. So turn to Matthew 17 and I'll do verses 1 to 5. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses, a representation of the law, and Elijah, a representation of the prophets, appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter said, Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. This is my beloved son. He is the embodiment of the law, the prophets, and everything else that you wish to be. John 14 and 6. John 14, 6. And Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except 
through me. I'll take that again. Jesus said to him, I am the way. I don't show the way. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Finally, let's do Isaiah 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. He will have the government under control and in his hands. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Today I'm speaking to you on governmental authority. I'll just as an aside, the word of God says in Isaiah 6, that unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And I just want to draw your attention to the fact that God, the scripture in this sentence is talking about process and miracles. Process and establishments. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. A son is not born, a son is given. The fulfillment of your dreams, everything concerning your life, in the realms of the supernatural, God has already given. Before the beginning of time, before the foundations of this earth, God gave unto you that which he has purposed for your life. But he allows a child to be born. He allows you to start the process. He allows you to go through it. But the ultimate end of what God has intended for your life, the son that is supposed to be in your life, beloved, this morning I want to assure you that it is given. You are not getting me. I want you to receive revelation this morning that whatever you are trusting God for, it is already established, but you need to birth it. You need to nurture it. You need to grow it. But when you know the end from the beginning, then as you are going through the process of birthing, you are going through the pain of traveling, you are going through the disappointments, you will not give up because you know that a son has already been given. That is sermon for another day. Today I'm talking to you about governmental authority. And the scripture I am sharing with you is that they are saying, this Isaiah the prophet is saying, that the son will have the government on his shoulders. Every government has three structures. And it is the same in the realms of the spirit. It is what we have copied in the natural. Every government structure has the legislature, it has the judiciary, and it has the executive arm. I am sure you all know this. In, in a democracy, in an autocracy, wherever, these structures are there. It is just the dissemination. In a democracy, different people perform or different structures perform these functions. In an autocratic environment, all these functions are embodied in one person. But there is still that distinction that there is a law-giving arm of government. 
There's a judicial justice arm of government, and there's the executive arm of government which takes care of the daily business of the citizens of a nation. God had put everything in himself as a structure. And so in his relationship with the Israelites, when they came to Mount Sinai, he said that this thing is going to function. I am going to give you laws. I am going to be your judge who sits on the throne. I am going to make sure that your needs are met, which is the executive arm. But I am combining all these in myself. So the Jewish people had what we call the theocratic state, which means that God will just appoint people and, and use them to disseminate his ideas. But the authority of the government was vested in God himself. So if you wanted laws, you will go to God. If you needed justice, you will go to God. If you needed provision for your life, you will go to God. Until the Israelites one day decided that we don't want this theocratic state. We want a king. We want things to be shared, like people to be responsible. So give us a king. So then there was a new structure and a new arrangement. The king became the executive arm of the people. Then the prophets were there to give the laws. And then there was a sahindrin, the judicial system that took care of the structure. I hope you are getting me so far. And that hasn't changed in our day. That hasn't changed in the realms of the spirit. But God said to us in Isaiah 9, 6, that in a new dispensation of grace, I am recombining all this into the authority of one person called Jesus Christ. So when you have come into an alignment with this person called Jesus Christ, he comes as the law. He comes as the judge. He comes as the executive provider of your life. And once you have had an alignment with him, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I will become the way, I will become the truth, and I will become the life. Today I want to share something with you. When we talk about the legislative, it is what Jesus called the way. The law will give you direction. The law will teach you what to do. Jesus is not coming to give us laws, mind you. He is the law. He says that whoever accepts me and receives me, accepts the law of God into your life. The law of God was not made for punishment. It was not made for condemnation. The law of God was made for our establishment and our direction. God is saying that there are many things that will come your way. But I am giving you a law that will guide your life. The law of God is not fickle. It doesn't change with circumstances and time. The law of the world will be okay today, but tomorrow, when the circumstances of our lives change, the laws change. There are amendments to human laws going on all the time, but the law of God is universal. The law of God is unchangeable. The law of God stands the test of time. Jesus is saying that I am the way. As long as you accept me into your life, I become the law in your life. The spirit man inside of you becomes the one that gives you direction for your life. And when this direction is in your life, you don't miss your way. The legislative that I am speaking about, the legislature that I am speaking about this morning, the joy that the Holy Spirit shared to me is this, which I share with you this morning. In partnering with him, we become co-heirs 
And with that, we have the capacity and the authority to make laws for our lives. Somebody should catch revelation. That is what Job said in Job 22. Eliphaz said in Job 22, 28 and 29. He says, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. The authority in partnering with the person, with the government, the legislature on his shoulders, is that it gives you and I the capacity to make laws. So when men say that there is a casting down, as a lawgiver in yourself, as somebody who has partnered the good Lord, the lawmaker, you will say that there is establishment in my life. So you can declare a thing in my life, but it will not stand. Many are the thoughts and the plans of the evil one for our lives. But as long as we have the Lord giving authority and decrees in our mouth, it is up to us to stand up as children of God and make declarations for our lives. Maybe that person looked at you and said you will amount to nothing. Oh, but as the Lord giver that you are, you ought to rise up and say, I am a child of destiny and I am going places and it is what I decree that will stand. Why? Because I I am in partnership with the person that has the government on his shoulders. I want you as a child of God to begin to make laws for your life. The world will try and make laws for you. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. As a woman, you cannot do this. You cannot do that. As a person of this color, you cannot go here. You cannot go there. But if you can understand that you have the law making capacity inside of your spirit and in your mouth, then you will wake up in the morning and you will command the day you will cause the sun to stand still you will say oh the sun will not smite me by day nor the moon by night you will cause the elements to work in your favor some of us don't understand that whatever we speak is a declaration and it is a decree in the heavens and whatsoever you declare it will stand some of you, your family limitations have become laws in your life. If you talk to the law students, they will tell you there are many ways that laws are established. Some of them are decrees that come from the authority. Some of them are precedents that happen in our life. And when you go to court, they will tell you that this wasn't a law originally. But by virtue of this precedent, it has become a law. Some of the things that we allow in our lives, some of the circumstances that we don't speak against, all of a sudden they become precedents and laws in our lives and they control our lives but I am charging somebody this morning that as you go into divine partnership with the person who has the government on his shoulders understand that from today the words of your mouth are decreased so I decree that I will not die from corona but I will live to declare the oracles of God I decree that my children will not suffer corona. Oh, I decree that none of my church members will die from corona. I make the laws. I have the capacity to make the laws. I decree that I will do well. I will be established in this land. Somebody, can you begin to make some laws in your life this morning? 
The world must have said something to you. The books you read, the things you watched, the fear that has been handed down to you, the precedents in your life, the limitations all around, you are allowing them to become laws in your life. But this morning, I challenge somebody, I challenge a child of God in this place to begin to set the laws. Oh, the world must look up to us. We are the light of this world. We should make the laws for the world to follow not the other way around so we as children of God we pray this morning that as you receive that revelation may you begin to make decrees in your community, in your home in your school, about your life about your children about your marriage, who said that when you marry, after a few years you become like brother and sister and the love is gone oh somebody begin to declare and to decree that my marriage will be good until the end, I may we exercise that ability to make laws may we understand from today that the power of life and death is in your tongue and whatever you decree it is established so when men say there's a casting down arise and make declarations and say oh there's a rising up for me when men are declaring that this nation will suffer the economy will suffer oh tell them that i run the economy of heaven and i declare over my life my business will not strain fast my business will thrive in the time when other businesses are suffering because we have the law making capacity as children of God. Then there's the judiciary. Every nation has a judicial system. When you flout the laws, you go to court. When you harm your neighbor, the neighbor goes to court. You are summoned to court. In God's judicial governmental system, we have the courts of heaven. And the judge in the court of heaven is God himself. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. And I will enter his courts with praise. Beloved, we enter the courts. In the, in the natural courts, if you go there, you start singing praises, they will catch you and, and take you to asylum. But even there, there are times I have been to court and I am sitting and waiting it out. And in my heart, I am singing praises unto the Lord because I understand the spiritual dimensions of being summoned into the courts. And in the courts of heaven, my Bible tells me that there's somebody that we call the accuser of the brethren. The accuser will come day and night into the courts of heaven and he will bring accusations, some of them are right, some of them are wrong, into the courts of heaven and lay a charge against the child of God. When you have sinned, the accusation is right. When you have flouted the laws of God, he has a charge against your life. 
So day and night he will come into the courts of heaven and he will say that you know that your, your daughter Sally has gone to fornicate and, and pay the loss of the, 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 what you have given them as loss. You are so, she's supposed to die because the Bible says that whoever sins will die. You need to cut her off because God you know that the shield around her life is, is based on her obedience but she has flouted the law and as the accuser I am coming. Some of the time the accusation is wrong. The enemy just wants your downfall like he did for Job. Job hadn't done anything wrong but he came and said I want to take the shield around him and let, let's see whether he will stand. Oh but the good news is that the, the one with the government on his shoulders in the courts of heaven is also our advocate. He is our lawyer and with this lawyer there is nothing like a lost case because you see when you are wrong, he will say that, okay, I admit that he flouted the law, but I take the punishment for myself. Let him go. Or he didn't flout the law, and therefore I, I, I put it to you, accuser of brethren, that this child is obedient, and is whichever way the enemy turns the case. The advocate has already won the case. That is why when you enter the court, even before the case has started, even before the judge has pronounced judgment, you enter his courts with thanksgiving in your heart. Why? Because you know the outcome of the case before even the case starts. I don't know what you are going through, but I am here to assure you this morning that you have won the case. The judiciary of the system of governance is there. You need to present yourself. You need to come before him in prayer into the courts of heaven. Maybe you have nothing to say in defense. Oh, but let me assure you that your advocate is sitting on the right hand of the judge. And every day and night, he is making a case on your behalf. Maybe you come into prayer and you understand that you have flouted the laws. And you, you are going through the guilt. Let me assure you this morning... Oh, that your advocate has already taken your punishment on the cross of Calvary. And therefore, as you come in alignment with him, he is the truth. So when Jesus said, I am the way, he's saying, I am the law. When Jesus said, I am the truth, he's saying there is only one truth. And that truth is that in the courts of heaven, you have won every single case. All you need to do is come with thanksgiving in your heart. Not guilt. Not frustration. Maybe the enemy is taking you through something you don't understand. Oh, but it's just a matter of time. He says that, oh, my enemy, do not rejoice when I am down. Oh, because in the moment of time, my advocate will be in court. And I will get judgment. And that judgment will be in my favor. And I will arise again. I may fall seven times. But I don't lay there because my advocate will lift me up again. I wake up up in the morning and all I can do is sing praises and thank the one who is advocating for me in the courts of heaven. I pray that somebody will begin to understand that when you align with the government, when you are in bed with the government, everything works in your favor. You make laws 
you have judgment in your favor every single time. If Jesus was on earth, I'm sure they would give him an award. The lawyer who never lost a case in his lifetime. We are a murderer, he will win. You are a fornicator, he wins. Oh, you stole money, he wins. Everything that the enemy has put sickness on your life. You go to the courts and say, I don't deserve this. By his stripes, I am supposed to be healed. Hey, corona cannot touch my body and survive. Because my body is the temple of the Lord. And anything that comes into this body is trespassing. And in, in the laws of the land, trespassing is a crime. So when corona touched my body, I went and said, hey, hey, you are in the wrong place. Hey, hey, hey. You cannot, you will not, you cannot. It is not allowed. It is not permissible. You can touch everybody. A thousand will fall on my left. Ten thousand will fall on my right. But with my eyes, I will look. Because why? My body is not allowed for sicknesses. Wrong location. Why you crying? That morning I woke up and said, hey, hey, hey. Why you You, person, touch it, touch it, touch it. There are some things you don't touch. Hey, there are some there are some people in this country you don't touch. What they are called touching every idea. Your sleeping place will change for the night and you won't understand. You may even be right, oh, but it doesn't matter. The connections they have. I remember I was telling my, my, my colleague, my business partner that when, when the, the government's changed in the last four years. We were all sorts of people. I mean, we were trying to get connections. And, and, and every single person we mentioned, the pre- I'm, I'm so close to the president and I'm the last person he sees before he goes to bed. And these were like 10 people. Obiaso, your last person, a president, who answered I'm like, any hey, president, no problem. <laughs> because in the who answered It's who is really the last one. Everybody, oh. Just to let you know that they are so well connected that they have a tete-a-tete with the president before he goes. There are some people you don't touch. But when you get into their territory, you look sharp. That should be your story. You are not aligned to an earthly king. A president who can be removed with the ballot, the thumb. Even him. People who are aligned to him brag. Hey, we are aligned to the person with the government on his shoulders. And it is not the government of Ghana. It is not the government of America. America cried, they're not doing second menace in two days. He'll be gone. In fact, the systems have shifted already. Now he's not receiving briefing. Even him. But we have an alignment with the king who supersedes earthly kingdoms. We have an alignment with the king who speaks and no one can turn it around. He has the times and seasons in his hands. Oh, so when I am going through a challenging time, I just make my way into the courts of heaven and I petition that king of kings and I say, advocate, speak on my behalf. And all I can do is praise. All I can do is praise. Jesus said, I am the way, legislature. I am the truth, judiciary. And I am the life. Life. 
everything that pertains to life and godliness is in him. The life is the executive arm of government, I said earlier. They are supposed to make sure that you have a place to lay your head. You have a job to do. You have money in your accounts. You have health in your body. They have to build hospitals. They have to make roads for you. All you have to do is to be obedient and pay your taxes as a citizen. Pay your tithes. Give your offerings. And as long as you are aligned in that way and you are obeying the laws of the land, you can go to bed at night and sleep. Why? Because your government will function. They will make sure that you have security around you. Their government will make sure that you have on your table because he will provide jobs for you to do. He will create that enabling environment for your businesses to thrive and to succeed. Beloved, I am here to tell you this morning that as you align with the executive arm of government, receive that new life for your life. Jesus said, I am the life. I don't give life. I don't prepare you for life. I don't teach you how to live. I am the life. And as long as you accept me into your life and you align with my laws and you, are, you, are, you come into the courts and state your case, rest assured, beloved of God, that the executive will work in your favor. I came to tell somebody this morning, do not worry about where you will sleep. Do not worry about what you will eat. That is what life said to his disciples. Life said that as long as I am here, do not worry about what you will wear because I am a father who takes care of his children. That even if your mother forgets you at the breast, I, the Lord, the executive arm of the government, I make sure maybe your roads are untied so you think that God also has potholes in your life. No. The streets in heaven are paved with gold. Not asphalt. Gold. When we talk about life, we are talking about the Edenic experience. Abundance. Your life must be filled with abundance. What you will eat, what you will wear, where you will sleep should not be your problem. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. You can make declarations and command the ravens to feed you. You can make declarations and establish your business. You can make declarations and get judgment in the courts of heaven. Oh, but I want you to understand that the life giver is who you are partnering with. And he says that I will give you life, not just ordinary life, but I will give you abundant life. I don't know about you, but I am desiring abundant life. Abundant life means that I have health, I have wealth, I, I have an inheritance for my children and my my children's children. Oh, abandoned life. I don't know what it means to you. But you want to jump on your feet this morning. And you are saying that, Lord, this is the, my area of need. Oh, because you are life. And I am partnering with you. I receive life this morning. 